Hey humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 305, and I had a conversation with Justin Perry, otherwise known as Mr. 17540. He catches child predators. He pretends to be young girls online, and then once he gets people interested in talking to him, he goes and exposes them and turns them over to the police. I learned about him on the show How To with John Wilson and reached out to him, and he has a very successful TikTok where he shows him, you know, going after these people, and uh, he has gained a lot of notoriety because of that, and is really doing a lot of hard work to try and catch these people and get them, get them away from our kids. There's an estimated 500,000 online predators active online each day. Uh, children between the ages of 12 and 15 are especially susceptible to be groomed or manipulated by adults they meet online. It's a huge, huge problem. And uh, it's nice to know there are people out there trying to make a difference. Justin is also the full-time caregiver for his father who has Alzheimer's disease. And so, yeah, there's a lot going on in Justin's world. I'm really glad I I got a chance to talk to him and and learn more about what he does and why he does it and how he does it. It's It's not something we like to think about, obviously, but it's an important thing to talk about. Okay, usual stuff. Hey Human podcast can be found on social media at Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find my personal social media, Susan Ruthism, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email me, Susan, at heyhumanpodcast.com. Also, if you go to heyhumanpodcast.com, you'll find a links page. Every episode has its own pile of links that I put together for you so that you can just go to one place and get all the information from the episode. So definitely check that out while you're on heyhumanpodcast.com, check out the store. You can get merch. It helps support uh, the show and some really cool stuff on there. And also to help support the show and keep it ad-free, there's a contribute button. Every little bit helps and I appreciate it greatly. Check out the YouTube channel, Official Susan Ruth. I post videos on there and I'm going to try and be real good about getting more content up there. So definitely check that out. Rate and review and subscribe to Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It's another great way to show your support for the show. Subscriptions make the algorithm go up, up, up and get more people to know about it. So that's a good thing. You can check out my personal SusanRuth.com for more stuff about me, which art, music, that kind of stuff. You can also sign up on the mailing list there. And speaking of music, if you go searching for Susan Ruth on Spotify and iTunes and all the musical places, Amazon and all that, you will find me under the album All I Ever Wanted Was Everything and a couple other records, but that's the most recent one. So definitely check that out. And yeah, that's it for that. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, Be kind, be well, stay safe. And... uh, This is a really big topic. I was debating whether to say it's got a trigger warning. I guess it kind of does. We're not explicit about anything, but the content is intense. However, I think kids need to be aware that this stuff is going on. So at your discretion, talk about 
this kind of stuff with your kids if you have them or your your nieces and nephews or, or, or whatever because this is a major, major problem, this child predator stuff online and and on the phones and, and all the apps and things. So um, it's, it's important, important stuff here. All right, let's uh, get into it. Enough of me chattering away. Here we go. Justin Perry, welcome to Hey Human. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have you. I'm glad I, to be here. It's nice. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I learned about you by watching How To with John Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely an adventure, a WrestleMania adventure, I'll always remember. That that show was phenomenal. I loved it. Well, I said, well, see, I didn't know, like, you're probably familiar with productions and how everything works. Like, I was under the impression it was something for wrestling, and then it led into that. And I, I didn't know it was going to be How To with John Wilson until it all came out. I'm sure it's created a, a lot of buzz around you. I mean, no, no more than usual, I would say. Like, I mean, one, once you kind of go viral, once you kind of just roll with it. So it's just like, it just keeps coming in. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into all of what you do now, let's talk about uh, your childhood, things like that. Where did you grow up? What was your family like? I was born in Fort Myers, Florida. And then my mother and father, we moved up to Pennsylvania, Amish country. And I had a good childhood. Um, I would say I was the poster boy for ADHD. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just, I mean, I had a good childhood. I don't have any complaints except for maybe being forced to eat vegetables. But other than that, like I had a good childhood. Um, and then growing up like a teenager, it all comes down to like, I was just a stupid kid. Like I was just, there's no better answer for it than to just tell you I was a stupid kid and had to learn the hard way. And (laughs) I definitely did. And I spent two years in jail and technically 23 months, but that that's, that's two years to me. And then once I got, what, what, what were you in, in there for? Um, a friend of mine, a friend of me, me and my friend were going into this restaurant at nighttime and he was going a lot more than I was. And I was the one that was caught and I didn't say anything about who else, what, who else came with me. And the judge was just like, boom. However, again, I was a stupid kid. (laughs) Like there's just, I look back at it today and it's just like, man, like, dude, like you could have did so much else different with your life. And then boom. So then I, I got out of jail and it was, it was kind of cause like I used to say this all the time. I went from like being 18 high school and all of that to like being in jail. And I, like I said, I live in Amish country and an 18 year old kid going, going to prison. It was definitely an eye opening for me. And it was just, it was a wild time. Definitely was. What'd you but learn it, in prison about yourself? Um, I guess I would say just prison. <laughs> it's not a place you want to be. However, like once you kind of like, know, like, okay, the worst part about being in prison is not knowing when you're getting out when you're in prison. And as soon as it's just like June 23rd, 19, whatever, like that's when I'm getting out. Boom. Then, then like, you're good. You just, you come up with a routine and it like, there's nothing like, sitting there and like beating yourself up over it. Like 
it's not going to help you. You just, just do it. <laughs> like there's no other, it's just life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, no one else put me here, but me and boom. But like, like I said, I went from being 18 to, I got out when I was, think I was 21, maybe like, maybe I was just 19. I got out and it was just like a whole new life. Like there was no MySpace or iPhones when I went to jail. And then when I came out of jail, it was just, that was a big, just like, it was a big shocker pretty much. And then like, from there, it was just trying to like, get your life together as far as like being in jail. Like, do I want to keep one thing I did learn? Cause I did 23 months straight in jail. And one thing that I'll always remember is like the people that would leave and come right back. It was just the one time this is the God's honest truth. I spent six months with this one guy as a cellmate. He left. I had another cellmate for probably about like a month or a half. And then the same guy came back. <laughs> it's like, we just spent hours upon days and hours together. You're telling me all this stuff. And now <laughs> you just came right back. And that was one thing I didn't want to do. And like, I have been back to jail since then, but it was literally for missing an appointment. And the judge yeah, in Pennsylvania is like, if you miss an appointment or anything like that, like they're, they're on you. But mm-hmm. since then I haven't been in any trouble, but that was one thing. The people that just kept coming back and, and like, like, what did you do the whole month and a half you were out? Because I didn't do anything. I've been in here the whole time. And that was one thing. Like I told myself, like, I do not want to be one of those people. And I, I thoroughly believe like everything in your life happens for a reason. Like I went to WrestleMania and now I'm on your podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I did not want to be that person in and out of jail. And like I said, since I left jail, like I haven't looked back, like, like I said, maybe once or twice for a missed appointment, but no way. That was not the did life you, I wanted to live. Did you come from a close family? Do you have siblings? Yeah, um, that that's that's more down the line. I would say before like my mother passed away, like we were pretty clay. I was always I was young, I'm the youngest. So it was always me. Like they were always out of the house growing up, all that. So it was just me and my nephew, my brother's son. Because when we were growing up, my brother was um, in Desert Storm and Kuwait and all those overseas. So my mother and father were taking care of his son. So like, it was kind of like my brother. And my like right now, my nephew helps me out with my dad and all that. I worked at Olive Garden for a long time. <laughs> I had some good times there. And, and then like they started catching predators pretty much. Like, yeah, I, I, how I, do you go from just sort of... How do you go from a life of going to Olive Garden, going to work, coming home, whatever, and then deciding, you know what? I think I'm going to go get some of the bad guys. Not to toot my own horn, but there's just like something about me. And I like, I found it kind of. And like, I've always been like, not the center of attention, but involved in something like back there, that picture, I was on a talk show. I was thinking about the LA traffic. That was the only time I ever was in LA for that talk show. That was years and years ago. That's a very specific decision to go after child predators. I was just, I was on Facebook one day and I saw someone else do it, but this guy could change his voice and he would sound just like a 14 year old girl. And I, I tried that and I can't do it. And, um, so like I saw that and I was sitting here thinking, I was like, I could do that. Like, how hard is that to do that? And then I did it. <laughs> like, and, and I just, 
I set it up. I did it. I went and got the guy and I, I probably did like, I don't know, two or three. And then, then it started to catch on. And then the police started to get involved. And that's when I knew I was kind of onto something like, cause I was like, wait a minute. Like these police didn't used to like me. And now like we're hanging out and like doing stuff to not like, we're not working together. However, like I do these, th these things and I hand them over the information and they do usually like the past five or six guys I got, I think have been arrested, but I've done a lot more than that. And it took a while for them to like pay attention to it. Why do you think it's so tricky to, to get a conviction on child predators? Well, like, I, it's, and I'm speaking for myself because there's a lot of other guys that go and do the same thing that I do. And again, I'm speaking for myself. And once I started to do this, I don't watch anybody else. I don't whatever, because I have a way of doing it. And some of these other ones, these other people that do them, I it's as bad as it sounds. It's not illegal for a grown man to hang out with someone underage. Like, a 45-year-old man could go out to dinner with a 15-year-old girl. There's nothing wrong with that. And there are some people that will get those text messages. Oh, well, I'm 35. I'm 15. Let's go out to dinner. Boom. And then they go and they run up on these guys. And yes, this man probably should not be going to dinner with a 15-year-old girl, but you can't. There's nothing to prosecute there. Like with, with me, like I don't there's has to be like sexual intentions. Like every one of these guys I've ever went on 1000% wanted to sleep with a 15 year old or 14 year old girl. And yeah. a lot of people ask me like, you don't feel bad. Like you're just some guy ruining these guys lives. And I was, I have a son. However, it, it doesn't matter. But if you were coming to meet my daughter, like, <laughs> no, like I wouldn't No, you don't, I'm a man. I'm not going to talk to a 15 year old child like that. So I don't feel bad at all. Like you brought this upon yourself and it's kind of, I'm a man, obviously, obviously, but like, and I, I, I like women and, and I talk to women, but like the things these men say to me, I'm just like, am I doing it wrong? Like, <laughs> like the things they say, I'm just like, I can't believe like, it's just how women talk to you. And then when they know I'm 50, like, Okay, I didn't tell him I'm 15 yet, right? Like, it, it takes, like, it's not like, hey, I'm 15. Like, probably, like, a few conversations. But as a grown man, you look at the pictures I use, you can look at them and be like, I I should probably skip this one. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I should swipe left. I shouldn't. This isn't the one for me. So right then, I hook them. They, they send me a message. Tell them I'm 15. Right there, that should be the end of the conversation. But then the first nine out of 10 times, it's like, well, send me a naked picture. <laughs> I like, and right there, that's a crime in itself. So right there, boom, I could get you on that one. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter how old a female is. We tend to get those kinds of messages all the time. All the time. Yeah. And my predator phone, I have two phones, my predator phone. And it's, it's since I've been on this podcast, there we go. I have 15 messages. Now, now, not all of them don't know that I'm 15 or yet. But like yeah. I'm on a dating site, so yeah. I mean I'm a I'm a girl. I get it all the time. Which site? Are, can you say which site you're on? Or you probably don't want to. I, I use all of them. Oh, like, all, of them. Yeah, all of like pretty much the low budget ones, like Tinder and OkCupid and Meet Me and stuff like that. They have 
like i don't know how they do it but like they know if you're like not who you are so like uh if I, they say i'm t- they ask my age and i tell them i'm 15 on the site boom they report my profile i gotta start all over again mm-hmm. so usually it's like blah 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 here's my number hit me up on uh, our um kick and we'll go from there once somebody has reached out to you how do you go about entrapping them and then what's your process of going to meet them after that i've been doing this for a little bit like you just not to stereotype a a child predator or pervert but like i kind of just know (laughs) like you you look at them and, and it's by their messages too like a lot of them are the ones where it's like, Hey, beautiful, how you're doing? And I'm like, Hey, what's up? And then like, I'm sending another message or going about my day. And I pick up my phone and I have 15 messages from the same guy. Like those are the ones that, Hey, like he's probably a child predator and I'll put more effort into those versus the one guy who's it's 1130 at night and is drunk as hell. What's the process once you snare him? What's the plan of an attack? It's just kind of, you want to build a case. I don't ever want it to be like, Hey, I'm 15. I'm down to party. Let's go. That's not how it is. Like I want to try to get as much information as I can from them. And a lot of times I just Google their phone number, their name, (laughs) and it all pops up their Facebook, their businesses, their wife's businesses. Um, a lot of times their phone number is in their wife's name. So (laughs) like you just go from there Um, I usually have people not all the time because it's quick. Like once, you know, when the guy's coming, it's like, all right, we're leaving now let's go. Then I have to wait on other people. It's just, I'd rather do it myself. So I just boom, hop in the car, go and get them. But it it all depends on the situation, like different situations for different people. Are you worried about your safety? Not really. It's just like driving in a car. Like when you get in a car, you don't think, hey, this could be the last time I ever drive in this car. <laughs> like you just, you go and do it. Like you just, I just go with it. Do you have precautionary measures in case it turns violent? Yeah, I wear a vest. And like I said, most of the time there is someone else with me, but nine out of 10 times, it's usually me, but there is sometimes I go with other people. How often, once you catch them, do people admit to what they're doing versus deny, deny, deny? That's a tough one. Usually, like, they admit right there. Like, I've had, because when I show up, they, I don't identify myself as a police officer. I just show up, camera in the face. Hey, John, Bill, whatever your name is, what are you doing here? And so right away, they're stunned because, well, they, I'm, I'm not a 15-year-old girl. And a lot of times, sometimes they try to run, but like a lot of times, like, oh no, I was going to talk her out of it. Uh, I was going to do this. I was just, we were just coming to hang out. Like the one guy sent me a picture of his, his penis. And I was like, well, why'd you send me that? He's like, oh, well, it wasn't even mine. And I almost blew this. Um, but then when I saw his phone, like when he took the picture of his, of his penis, his phone case was the same phone case that he had. And I was going to say it there in a video. I was like, Oh no, he's going to get rid of it. And that guy side story, that guy right there, he was a paramedic. I showed up to meet him. It was me and my brother and my nephew. We showed up to meet him and he called the police on me after he left and the state police around here, they know who I am. 
And the, so the state police was like, oh, well, why don't you come in and bring your phone in and we'll clear your name? So the guy comes in, brings his phone, gives it to the state police. The state police see everything he says to me. Boom. They arrest him. Uh, that was a good one. How many of these cases have you been on? I think I had a total of maybe 24 busts I went on, I think, off the top of my head. Maybe more. I, I stopped counting them. But I know I have, I want to say, eight arrests and six convictions because two of them are pending. They're still in jail. Takes mm -hmm. forever, forever around here to, for these cases to go through. I can't even imagine those people with their families go through. And especially like the one guy I got, he was, he was married. And he, and that was the one where I told you I Googled his phone number and he had some business that he ran with his wife and his whole thing popped up. So that when I get there and I say his wife's name, it's just like, what, how do you know this? Blah, 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 blah. blah. Like, I wasn't going to do anything. I wasn't going to do anything. Uh, that's, that's usually what they always say. I wasn't going to do anything or I'm just going to talk her out of it. One of your more famous nabs was the Amish guy. Yeah, uh, good old Mervin from TikTok. So I saw Mervin on TikTok, and one of my followers, I get tips and stuff all the time, and I, I don't use tips because there could always be some vendetta against somebody, and they want to set somebody up. So I always, I just do my own thing. But I did, because TikTok is just a breeding ground for predators and all types of bullshit. Just crap. Yeah, you know I mean just crap. So I went and I saw Mervin because he I guess he went viral because he matched with some girls on a Tinder date and they just made a little TikTok. Hey, we're Merv with Mervin on a Tinder date. But then I'm checking his comments and stuff, and I see these like 14, 15-year-old girls saying, Hey Mervin, we would love a buggy ride, carriage ride, and he was boom, 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 all on him. So I made a regular old fake TikTok. And I commented only one time on one of his videos. I was like, oh, I would love a carriage ride. A day or two later, he sent me a message. Hey, what's up? Blah, 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 blah. Right away, because it's TikTok, I didn't have to worry about my age. I'm just like, hey, I'm 14. He was like, oh, I don't care. And I just went with it. Now, an Amish guy versus a regular pervert, I guess you would say, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't that sexual like it was it wasn't the usual perverted conversation however he was all about sex and it was just i'll take you and i tell everybody this all the time like if it wasn't me that did that video i would tell you that was fake because just i i just even looking back thinking about it i'm still at a loss for words because he was just the things he was saying like yeah we could go for a ride in my carriage and we could have sex back there. It'll be a tight squeeze, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm just like, this, this Amish guy doesn't know what he's really saying. And he's 19? I think he was like 26. Oh. 20, 24. He's 24 or 20 because he bought alcohol. So he was old enough to buy alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said, like, cool, you give me some alcohol. We can drink it in your carriage. And then, so whatever, I set the meeting up and I, I go to the gas station where to meet him. And I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So you see an Amish buggy, it's, it's nothing. You don't even think about it. So I'm sitting there in sheets and I'm waiting. And I see this horse and buggy pull up. And I was like, this is, this can't, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Like, I do not believe this. And then sure enough, 
Mervin comes walking up the sheets where I told him to meet him. I was just like, this is absolutely ridiculous. So then I run up, I walk up on him and I'm just like, Hey, you're that guy from TikTok. You're, you're Mervin. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you bring your buggy here? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, come on. Let me see it. Like, I was all excited to see his buggy. And I go, he takes me to his buggy. And I turn around. I was like, well, you were here to meet that 14-year-old girl. And just the look in his face, he was just, he was like, oh, man. Like, and plus he was Amish. So, like, he thought I was the police. Uh, again, like, I don't identify myself. I, like, which is, well, they're not going to see me. But this is usually how I dress. I don't look like a police officer. And I was like, so what were you going to do with this 14-year-old girl? He's just like, oh, well, we were just going to have a carriage ride. And he brought out the, the alcohol I told him to, to bring. And one thing about that video and one thing I'm really glad when I do these videos is people who have been in these situations will always reach out to me. And in one part of that video with Mervin, he, I was like, so, and I was just, I was just rambling, doing my old spew. And I was just like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, is this what they do in Amish country? Like, this is normal. And he's like, well, yeah, but like, we don't talk about it. Boom, boom, boom. And then when I did that, like, there's probably like five or 10 Amish kids that reached out to me on Instagram and were just like, hey, like, thank you. Like, this happens all the time and we're not allowed to talk about it. And there's literally nothing I can do. Like, you know what I mean? But for them to say that, like, that makes it worth it for me. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, how do you pick your identities and things? And and especially once you get more known, is that going to cause problems with you trying to stay under the radar? It was, of course, when I first started doing it, it was a lot easier. And locally, like around Lancaster, it's a little bit more difficult for me to get them because everybody knows who Mr. 17540 is. But usually in the summertime, my friend lives in Ocean City and I'll go down to her house and down there, it's like shooting fish in a barrel because nobody knows who I am. It's literally, I, I post up, put a profile and tell them I'm 15. And like, I went to Ocean City I think a couple summers ago and I had four and four days, like just one after the other, after the other wow. and ocean city, they, they, every police department is different. The police departments are my neck of the woods. Like I'm not going to say they love me and they, yeah, I'm not saying that, but like, I, I, I get credit where credit is due. I guess you could say off the record, but like ocean city, they were not happy that I was down there because they didn't want their little vacation town, their little, I guess, ruined their, you know, I'm saying, ah, I get stuck with my words here. <laughs> no, I know what you're the, saying. The, the they don't want ruined. the image. Yeah. They don't want the image ruined. And they were definitely not happy I was down there. Yeah. Isn't that a bummer that that's the optics of it is what supersedes the, the problem, the issue? I mean, that's, that's the world we live in. I know. How did is so? Is that your zip code, the one seven five four zero? Yes. Okay, that was a lucky I, guess. <laughs> yeah, I was like I said, like I was a dumb teenager, but then after I got out of jail, I was still a dumb kid, but not like legally. I would just get silly tattoos, and I was just like, I'm gonna get the zip code tattooed on my neck, and long and behold, Mister one seven five four zero was born. 
Oh, that's see. how that happens. When you were in, uh, when you were in prison, did you, were there a lot of pedophiles in there that you saw and had to interact with? And did that, do you think that might've planted the seed? They, they keep them separate. Like they would have, I, I did 23 months. I got the whole tour of the prison, but, um, they did, they kept them separate. They would always keep them amongst their own because that's how it was. There was times like when people get new cellies and you don't tell people what you're charged. Like you don't be like, Hey, what's your charge? But like you, you tell you, you come onto the prison, like people you'll, you'll know you just, especially in jail, you know, who the child predators are. You can just tell. And but there's been times where like people would get new cellies and they would be child predators and they would just take all their stuff, throw it out the cell and they wouldn't even let them in the cell. COs would have to come get them and move them out. Mm, so that, that rumor is true then. Oh yeah. Yeah. They don't know you. I mean, I hate to say it. Like you could, you could rob two old ladies of their purses and they fell down the escalator and died. But you, you mess with some kids, like that person's a lot cooler than the other person. I would imagine it's because so many people that are incarcerated uh, have been the victims of abuse. So that's uh, true. I believe that. But at the same time, like, like you're taking a child's innocence away. Yeah. Like a child is innocent for so long, but once they're introduced to something like that, like their innocence is gone. And that's what you're robbing from that person. So like, I mean, I, I think that's, I mean, that's one way I look at it. That's how I look at it. Like, yeah, for sure. What's going on with your dad? You, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Right. So my mother, she passed away in 2019, I think right after I started doing this and she passed away and she was taking care of my dad. And then when she passed away, like, it was kind of like all fell on me because my brother and sister, they live in Florida. They got their own thing going on. It is what it is. And so that's what I've been doing. And it's been a process like Alzheimer's. It's a, it's a horrible disease. Like, but I'm thankful because like, I see a lot of videos on TikTok or whatever of other people's parents with Alzheimer's. And I think I got it made because like, he's still there. Like he doesn't know who I am. But I know who he is, and that's all that matters. And his personality is still there. Like, he doesn't know who the hell I am, but he'll sit there and drink a beer with me and watch football and still joke around and still have the same personality. And some days are good days and some days are bad days, but the good days outweigh the bad days. So I got yeah. that going for me. Well, I'm sorry you have to go through that. That's got to be scary. I imagine... Anytime our parents become critically ill, that it's it's a very weird head trip because we're used to them being the superheroes in our lives. Yeah. It's just, and it's also pretty shitty because like you think about it, like me and you, we're making memories right now. And like our whole life, we strive to make memories. And like, he just sits up, oh Christ, here comes, oh man. I mean, he just sits up there. I mean, he, and he doesn't have those memories. Yeah. And, uh, and that's that. <laughs> oh man, you got me there. You're going through a lot of stuff. How old is your nephew? He's 26, I think 26. And he helps out a lot too. Like yeah. you asked me my schedule for the month. And I told you those two dates, I had to go watch a wrestling show and he was watching my dad and stuff. And um, so I, I, I get my breaks here and there. 
Yeah. Let's talk about wrestling a little bit. What's, what's your deal with wrestling? I've loved it since I was a kid. It's, I don't know, always been my thing. And I've, I really thought I was going to be made to look like an asshole on how to with John Wilson when they asked me that question, because I'm, I'm at a wrestling event. Like there's a wrestler named mankind. So I'm thinking it's a wrestling related question and I'm tailgating, like <laughs> drinking beer. And he's like, Oh, do you think mankind's going to make a comeback? I'm like, nah, not tonight. What do you, what do you, he's all so he's not coming back tonight. He's like, Oh, mankind, the whole world. And I'm just like, Oh man. <laughs> And he got me, but it, it led into what it did. And I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah. I just, I don't know. I love it. I mean, my son, we love it. We watch, oh, we have the best time. We go to these shows. Oh, we have a blast. How old is your son? He's 10. 10 Has he ever old. come to you and said anyone's been weird or inappropriate around him? No, I don't think so. But he knows. Like He's he on knows. guard. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You have to be. And mm. no, he's a very smart kid. He and. One thing I will say, like when I was a kid and I had ADHD and it wasn't my parents' fault because this is nineties. They didn't know what the hell ADHD was. They're like, here, give him this pill. Let's see what he does. And I didn't have somebody to be like, to talk to about like, Hey, like I can't figure this problem out at school. What the hell should I do? And my parents' answer was just study. And it means the logical answer, like with ADHD with him, like, He'll ask me a question and I'll be like, well, I did this when I was in school. And then he'll come home the next day and be like, dude, it worked. I was like, yes. <laughs> That's yeah, good. So I, I, like I said, like you go through everything in your life to prepare you for something. And like, like I said, I didn't have a bad childhood, but like growing up with ADHD in the nineties, like I felt like I was like a science experiment or something like here, take this pill. And if you get nosebleeds, only cut it down to half a pill. Like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, definitely. For parents who are listening or siblings or even the person, you know, the kid themselves, what would be some warning signs, some heads up that they can hear that you can give as advice based on your knowledge? I would just think as parents, like, I'll always throw it back to a story. When I was a kid, um, we had AOL and everything and cookies. I don't know if you know what cookies are, but... My mom found out what cookies were and she found out my browsing history and I was kicked off the computer for months and months of time and, and I was pissed and I, I was so mad at my mom. But now I look back at it like I should not have been looking at that stuff. And I think about it today like I'm glad she did that. Like I think a lot of parents today and this is only my opinion and everybody knows what opinions are like. I'm not parent of the year. I'm not saying that. But I think like a lot of parents want to be their kid's best friend. Like, oh, you want TikTok? You want to do this? Like, here, all my friends have it. Like, no, like, check your kids' phones. Like, go through it. <laughs> like, I'm checking my kid's phone till he's at least 18. Like, you, it's wow. better safe than sorry. Because, like, it shouldn't be. I shouldn't be able to sit here and have a phone with with over 30 men that want to hang out with an underage girl. That should not be the world we live in, and that's scary for our kids and parents. We. We tend not to think about it. We're like, oh, we had a long day at work. Go play on your tablet. While they're playing roadblocks, there could be some 30-year-old man like talking whatever they want to their kids. Mm -hmm. Like They use the, the phone and the tablet as a babysitter when all you're putting all these perverts and predators into the, to their hands. Well, and also it's the phones, the computer games, those games where you can play with other people. You don't know who's on the other side of of those right. characters that they're playing. Right. My, 
my son plays roadblocks a lot, lot and I'll be playing it with him. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, like if I'm on my phone and I'm 35 or 36, I don't know. I stopped counting and, and I can play this. Like there's probably lots of other men on here just trying to talk to these little girls. What about little boys too? I mean, I think we, I think that's also a problem. Do you ever try and do that angle? I have, I've caught, mm, I want to say three or four, three or four where I was posing as a little boy. However, I don't have the stomach for it. Like I, it's, it's, a, it's hard to explain and I, I kind of want to explain it, but like dealing with men and men, it's just a lot to take on a, a lot more penis pictures and just. I, I, I don't understand half the stuff they ask me, so I stick with what I know. Yeah. And uh, you have a son that probably is another level of weird to try and go after people that are hunting boys. I just rather stick with catching these perverts thinking I'm a girl. Got it. Got it. So what's in the future for you? What are your plans? Um, take care of my dad. That, yeah. That's like that's my main focus right now. Um, I took a my son was doing football, so I I took I just stopped catching perverts. Local town, I go to his football practices. I want to go there for him. I I don't want to go there and talk about catching perverts or hey, I just saw what you did in the news. I want the focus to be on him. But now that's done. Like I hopefully by the time this is on Spotify, I there should be like two or three new ones. I've been at it for a while now. Yeah. My focus is on my dad. That's where it should be. And I think like with Alzheimer's, it's like uh, routine. The same thing every day for him. I try not to get him out of that routine. Do the same thing. We watch the same shows and it works for him. Mm -hmm. However, I don't want to like jinx anything like the future. Like if I didn't have to do that, I would be all over this country catching these perverts because I've been all up and down the East Coast catching them. Are you making a living? Does anyone compensate you for your time or work on this? I get like five or six cents a day from TikTok. So that covers. <laughs> um, I, I, I make do like YouTube helps the views on YouTube and posting stuff here and there. But do you have a day job? My uh, primary caregiver for my father. Yeah, I get I get paid through the VA for taking care oh, of him. Good. So I do that. But um. The TikTok, yeah, I, I posted on TikTok, the views, they it helps sometimes, but I didn't get into this to make money. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, it just kind of, it kind of happened and I rolled with it. Yeah. Do you have people, is there a way to contribute to you, like to help do your work? I did that before and it was just a negative situation. So I just, yeah, I yeah. don't. I, I mean, get if, it. Someone, if someone really wanted to contribute or whatever, they could get a hold of me. They know how to do it, but. Like I said, yeah, I'm not worried yeah. about it. I understand. I understand. Tell people how they can find you in general. Obviously, <laughs> some are going to find you in a not so great way, but just for people that want to follow what you're doing. Just Mr. 17540, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook. Yeah. And I'll put links on Hey Human Podcast so that it makes it easy for people to find you. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for being There's on no the problem. show. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm glad you're out there, Justin, doing the, the work that needs to be done because it is a massive, massive problem. Right. And I, I, I think the police around here, they get, everybody always says, they're like, oh, well, the police need to do a better job, blah, 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 blah. But 
it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? it's, a, it's a lot of work. And again, like every time I have one of these guys, I usually do the video and then the police will call me the next day and I'll hand them over, over everything and they take it from there. When people, that's a good question though. When you, how do you, I'm trying to think how to ask this. You catch somebody, you go and meet them, you know, you catch them They They say, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't. How do you end that conversation? What is the, okay, have a nice day here. <laughs> what do you do? It's usually like, I try, when I go there, I try to get them to talk as much as possible and to get them admit to as much stuff as they said on camera. Because if you're not going to admit to, I have everything. I have everything saved, screenshotted, ready to go to the police. So you let me know. But it's usually when I run out of things to say or if I can tell, like, they're not talking or they're just not saying anything. Because I've had guys where I run up on them and they don't even get out the car and they just drive away. Mm. Um, that was the how-to with John Wilson when the guy I was supposed to get with them. I was mm -hmm. trying to, I got him two days later, but he didn't even get out the car. Like, man. Yeah, but you get their license plate, so I guess that's mm -hmm. a good start. Well, Justin, thank you. Thank you for being on Hey Human. Uh, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you for doing this work. And I, I wish you well, and uh, I'll put your dad in my prayers. What's his first name? Arnold. Arnold, I'll put Arnold in my prayers. And uh, right, thank you so much. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Rate, review, and subscribe to Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. Bye.